Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver, hurry, big fellow. Tonto was to meet the Lone Ranger and Dan in camp. Instead of following the trail, the Indian had ridden in a beeline that took him over land that was known to few. There was no life on the barrens. There was no life of any sort. Not even stunted vegetation. The sun beat down without mercy, and the wind that might have brought cooling relief from the desert heat drove sharp grains of alkali sand to bite the flesh of horse and rider. Tonto was glad the trip was nearly over. He topped a small rise and then saw something that caused him to ring up sharply. In the valley ahead, set amid grim rocks and hot sand, there was a low building. Who had hauled materials to build that desolate, unwatered place and why? The two men who watched Tonto through a dirty window knew the answer. Kent, that redskin has stopped to study this place. Shading his eyes so he can see better. And this place ain't all he can see. From where he is, he can see the wagon and horses. I know. 
What's he doing here, anyway? Boss put the shed here because he figured there wasn't one chance in a million that anyone would come by this way. The Redskins has come by this way. Yeah. Maybe when we tell Carnival about this, he'll keep a guard here. Yeah, he'd be smart to do that. Stakes are too big to run risks. You're right, Jug. The stakes are too big. You think the Redskin will say anything about the shed being here? Nope. He won't say anything, Jug. Hand me my rifle. Oh, you're going to make sure, eh? Like you said, Jug, the stakes are too big to run any risks. Yeah, here's your rifle. Open the window. Yeah. You can rest the rifle on the ledge. I know. Now make sure your first shot. Maybe you won't have a chance for a second. I'll get him. Hey, Kent, I think he spotted us. If he has, he'll see the rifle. Those redskins have got sharp eyes. Uh-huh. He has seen us. He's turned his horse. You got him, Kent. You got him. He started riding away. Yeah, but you got him. I saw him just before the horse took him beyond the hill. I got him, but I ain't sure I killed him. That night, the Lone Ranger and Dan were in their camp, but instead of rolling up in their blankets, they rolled the blankets into packs behind their saddles and prepared to move. What do you suppose could have happened to Tano? Not sure that anything has happened to him, Dan. He might have been delayed for any number of reasons. Oh, sure. Steady there, Silver. He might have met someone, or Scout might have thrown a shoe. On the other hand, he was due here in camp nine hours ago. It's possible that something did happen to him. If so, he'll need us. How soon can we get to Parksville? Well, we'll travel a few hours and then stop for a rest. And then shove on again? Yes. We'll stop again at daybreak for an hour or so and then go on. That should bring us to Parksville around noon. There, I'm all ready. Pack tight on good and tight? Yes, sir. Is that a big fella? Come on, then. Come on, Victor. Come on, Silver. Next morning, found Jug and Kent riding into Parksville and approaching the big warehouse of the Parksville Trading Company. As they neared the office in one corner of the light frame building, they saw the two horses were tied to the hitch rail. Kent, Carnival's got someone in his office. Well, what about it? He can't do business without having someone go to his office. Yeah, but you know what he said. He didn't want anyone to see us with him. Well, maybe we'd better wait till night. What we got to tell him is too important to keep, Jug going to see him right now. All right, it's up to you. You're the one that fired on that red skin. I... Hey, Kent. What's the matter? Look, the horse is at the hitch rail. Well, what about him? Well, the one on the far side, the paint horse. Doug, that's the one. The one that the red skin rode. What's it doing here in town? What's it doing here in front of Carnival's office? That's what I want to know. Doug, are you sure it's the same horse? I'll lay odds on it. Ho, 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 ho. Well, doggone soon know the answer. Come on. I'm right with you. Walk right in. Mr. Connable? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. We got to talk to I'm you. I'm busy right now. If you'll take a seat on the porch, I'll be with you in just but a moment. We now got to just close the door, will you please? We'll be waiting. Uh, you had just started telling me what you wanted, Peters. Yes, yes. Sorry we were interrupted. You start again? Well, the thing is this, Mr. Connable. I want to get a few of my things out of your warehouse. Is it all right if I go and tell the man inside to let me have them? But you signed... I tried to get in there a little while ago, but the doors was all locked up tight. The man said he couldn't let anyone in without your say-so. Oh, of course not. I have to safeguard the things that are there. You appreciate that, don't you? Yes, yes. It's there at your risk, of course, but I do all I can to protect you. Well, will you tell him to let me in? 
I just want a few of the things I had you put but there. Peters, it's just a week ago that you told me you wanted me to dispose of everything you had in your house. Yes, sir, that's right. After Mary died, I figured I'd sell the things and head for the gold fields. You wanted me to ship your things to my associates on the West Coast where I can get the best price for you. Yes, sir, I, I know, Mr. Connemal. I only want to take out we a few We signed things. an agreement, Peter. Sure, but I... I agreed to pack and ship your goods to the West Coast where my associates will sell them. I guaranteed you at least $500. I know, and that's a real high price for the stuff I, I got. might even do better. Prices are high on the West Coast. Well, that, that'll be fine, but I've got to get a few blankets and that good... Well, you ba- kept out blankets in a bunk for yourself. Well, I need more. But I can't let you take things out of the warehouse. You can't. Why not? It, it's my stuff, ain't you it? You assigned it to me so I could sell it for you. You can sell all but the things oh, I need. Oh, it would involve a new inventory, a new appraisal, a new contract. Well, we can make them. No, I can't start breaking the rules, Peters. I'm sorry. Now, hold on, Carnival. What if everyone who leaves things with me changes his mind? I'd spend all my time drawing different contracts. What if the trappers who leave furs here change their minds? When I found a buyer for goods I wouldn't be able to deliver because the owner of the goods had taken it away from me. That's why I have contracts. Now, now, wait a minute. We ain't talking furs and pelts. We're talking blankets and a bed. I'm sorry, Peters. I just can't do it. But it's my own property. Read your contract. I don't like your way of doing business. I don't care whether you do or not. Why, you... You'll have to leave. I'm busy. I'll leave, all right. I'll see the lawyer and see what that contract says. I own stuff when he wants it. What's the matter, mister? Hmm? Oh, if you aim to do any business with Carnival... Watch your step. What's the trouble? Doggone it, I wanted to get some blankets and a bed I put into that warehouse, and Carnival wouldn't let me have it. My own property, too. Oh. Say, uh, is that your paint horse? Oh, no, no, that belongs to the engine I want the bed and blankets for. How's that? Well, he got hurt. Some buzzard shot him. Poor critter's hurt bad. Lucky thing, his paint horse followed his back trail to my house. Oh, hurt bad, huh? Does he, uh... Know who shot him? Oh, he ain't been conscious. Oh. He was unconscious when I found him outside my door this morning. I've got to take his horse over to the livery stable where it'll get care till it's needed again. Uh, if you deal with Carnival, watch out. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks, mister. Come on, Chug. We'd better see the boss. Yeah. Well, I told you two not to come here. Listen, boss, this is special. Yesterday, when we was at the shed with that load of stuff, an Indian spotted us. Did he see the shed? He sure did. Ken fired at him, but didn't kill him. Wait till you hear the rest. His horse brought him here to Parksville. He's at the house of that old critter that just left the office. He is. He ain't been able to talk yet. Peter's house, huh? So that's it. What do you want here? Peter's turned his household goods over to me to sell for him. He kept out a bunk for himself, and that's about all. He wanted a bed and blankets. For the Redskins? Yeah. Couldn't give it to him because you boys have already moved his things to the shed on the barrens. You sure got a pile of the things stored there now, boss. Yeah. Uh, We'll have to make our clean-up pretty soon. Some of the people who left things with us a couple of months ago are wondering why I don't make a sale. Can't stall much longer. What about Peters and the Indian? We've got to make sure the Indian doesn't talk. Yeah. If he tells how he got shot, there'll be people going to the shed to look it over. He mustn't tell. He, uh, want us to handle things, Connable? Yeah, but you can't take action in daylight, Kent. I know that. We'll fix things tonight. Between now and then, you'll have to keep an eye on Peters. We will. We'll follow him to his house and then stick around to make sure he don't hear anything from the redskin. Or if he does, he don't get the chance to tell it. (laughs) 
Kent and Jug found it easy to win the confidence of old Leif Peters. At noon, they were sitting on the porch of his empty house. Peters opened the door and stuck his head out. Well, Peters, anything new? Not a thing, gents. Poor engine is still unconscious. You let us know if he gets so we can talk. We'll go after the critters that shot him. Oh, it's sure fine of you and Jug to be so interested, Mr. Kent. You just let us know if there's anything you want. Oh, I will. But now that you borrowed a bed and blankets, there ain't a thing. If there is, let us know. I hate to see you gents wasting the whole day just sitting here. Oh, that's all right. We're obligated to you, Peter. Well, sure we are. Well, we came here all set to turn a lot of fur pelts and things over to the trading post to sell for us. Yeah, and we'd have done it if you hadn't warned us to be careful in dealing with Carnival. Oh, mind you, gents, he might be perfectly on the level. I sure hope he is. He's got a lot of my things. Oh, you didn't say nothing. I only said that I'd asked around about him after I left his place. And I found that while he agrees to get right fine prices for everything, there ain't been no one paid off since Carnival opened the post. Well, I've got to go back to the engine. Uh, call us if you want us. I sure will. Thanks. Hey, Kent. After Peters left the office this morning, he asked a lot of questions around town. I know he did. And he's found that Cannibal never paid anyone all the time he's been here. Oh, Peter's talk might be all that's needed to get people to wondering why it takes so long for the boss to collect for the stuff he agrees to sell. Yeah. It's likely to get hot pretty quick. Might be a pretty good idea to clean things up in a hurry. I'm going to suggest it to the boss. Yeah. Hey. Ain't the man on that white horse mask? Uh, it looks like it. Oh, he is. But the kid with him ain't masked. That's curious. It looks like he aims to stop here. Stay here, Jug. I'll talk to him and see what they want. Right. See that the old man don't come out. What does that mask mean, stranger? We're looking for an Indian that rides a paint. Have you seen him? Uh, you are? Uh, what for? He's a friend of ours. He was supposed to meet us east of here. Oh, east of here, huh? Yes. Uh, you didn't see him along the trail? No. Did you see him? Uh, maybe so, if it's the one you're talking about. A uh, big man, close to six foot. That's right. Uh, wore his hair drawn back to a war knot and, uh, and a band of beads. That's Toto. Where is he? By thunder, I'll bet you missed him. The chances are you'll have to ride hard to overtake him if he's riding east to meet you. Well, how's that? Well, I was talking to him. Yes? Uh, he spoke of meeting someone, but he was going to circle north and look up another friend and then uh, cut back to the trail east. If you travel fast, you'll probably overtake him. Well, thanks. Come on, Dan. Come on, Victor. Come on, Silver. <laughs> well, Jug, I guess I got rid of those two in short order. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they'd say if they know they come within 20 feet of that Indian. <laughs> Jug, you stay here on the job. I'm going over to see Carnival. we got to decide what way we'll get rid of that Indian. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. After Kent, who had shot Tonto, sent the Lone Ranger and Dan on a wild goose chase, he went to see Conable, his boss. The afternoon was half gone when he rejoined Jug at Peter's house. Hurry up, Kent. I got some news for you. Has the redskin come conscious? No. <laughs> but Peters has an idea. He's in the house now? Yeah. <laughs> Still by the redskin's bed. He's been sitting there thinking of how mistreated he was because he couldn't get his own bed out of Conable's warehouse. <laughs> Go on, finish what you got to tell me. And I'll tell you what Conable decided. Oh, this will give you a laugh, Kent. Peters just told me that he's going to bust into that warehouse tonight and take his bed and blankets. <laughs> oh, he is, huh? Yeah. And what a surprise he'll get when he finds out that the warehouse don't hold none of his things. And only a third of the things that other people think they got there. <laughs> he wants us to help him. You and me? Yeah. Isn't that a funny one? What did you tell him? Well, I just said I'd talk it over with you when you got back. Hmm, I see. <laughs> now, what did Carnival say? Jug, it ties in perfect. How's that? A dozen people called on Carnival today. They want to know when he'll ship their goods and pay them according to the agreement. Some of them wanted to take their stuff back from him. Oh, getting suspicious, yeah. eh? Yeah, it's because Peters did so much talking this morning. Well, what's Carnival going to do? He wants the warehouse to burn down tonight. Once everything fixed so as it'll look like Peter's done it because he was sore. Well, we can fix that. Peter's will have to be trapped in the fire. Well, he invited us to go there with him. <laughs> that makes it easy. Yeah. When the fire's burned out, Conable tells everyone he's sorry and reminds them that they stored their goods at their own risk. They'll never know that we moved the best of the things to the shed on the barrens. And when it's all over, we move them from the shed and sell them. That's it. Well, what's the program? What about the Indian? I'll go to the warehouse with Peters. You'll stay here with the Indian. Yeah? Then what, Kent? When the fire's going good and everyone in town is watching it, you will finish the engine. Is that clear? Clear enough. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and Dan rode slowly along the trail, watching the ground for the familiar marks of Scott's hooves. Finally, the masked man decided to halt. Hurry up, Dan. Oh, boy. Oh, oh there, Silver. Easy. It doesn't seem that we could have missed seeing his hoof marks. We haven't missed them, Dan. They're the marks we made on the way to town this morning. Tonto had come this way, we'd see his trail. Then he didn't come. No. Golly, I wonder where he is. That man who sent us on this trail didn't tell the truth. But why would he lie about it? I don't know. I was so anxious to find Tonto that I didn't think much about it at the time. He was in a hurry to get rid of us. Golly. Dan, we know that Tonto was in Parksville. We're going back there and try to find the trail he made. Come on, Silver. Get up, Victor. Both Victor and Silver were tired, and speed was out of the question. It was nearly dark when the masked man and Dan approached the town. It was dark enough to shroud the movements of Kent and old Leif Peters at the rear of the large warehouse. It's mighty fine of you to help me, Kent. I'd have my hands full trying to tote that bed alone. Here, Peters, I think we can pry the hinges off this door. Uh, here's a bar. Uh, I'm getting it. It was fine of Jug to stay with my engine friend. I sure am grateful to you two, Jess. Yeah, that's all right. Want me to have a try at them hinges? I'll get them all right, Peters. There. There, I got one of them off. Just two more to go. This is easier than I thought. 
I hope I won't have too much trouble locating my things in there. You'll find everything you need. Here, hold this rope for me while I get this hinge off. Sure, sure thing. There's two of them. Carnival sure will be surprised when I tell him that I've got my bed and blankets. He'll be fit to be tied. There we are. Come on in and bring the lantern. I can turn it up now, can't I? Go ahead. Make all the light you want now, Peter. <laughs> Say, there's something wrong about this place. Yeah? It's got nothing but a lot of old busted-up lumber. Where's all the things that should be stored here? That's something you'll never know. Give me that rope. But Kent! And the lantern. A gun! Now, see here... Shut up, you old fool. Get your hands out in front of you. What, what's the idea? What are you holding the gun on me for? Oh, you won't start anything. You're to be tied up, Peters. And then there's going to be a fight. Parksville again, Dan. I guess we spend the night here, huh? Yes. Can't find tracks in the dark. Go to that livery stable and get the horses a meal. They've earned it. They sure have. That sounded something like Scout. It's over answered. Paint. Come on, Dan. Oh, Silver, hold. Oh, Victor, hold. Look, it's Scout. Hey, what's Where did you get that horse? Uh, you mean the paint? Huh? Ain't he a humdinger? Where did you get him? Where's the owner? Uh, hey, you're masked. What the Sam I'm in no mood to argue, and I'm short of time. Where's the owner of that paint horse? Uh, great day, don't grab me like that. I ain't done nothing. Speak. Uh, late, late Peters brought this horse here. Uh, the owner's a redskin. Late Peters? Who's he? Well, he, he lives down there a bit. Uh, the redskin was shot. Hurt bad, too. He's at Peter's house. Which house is it? Uh, it's uh, the one with the white porch on the front. It looks empty because Leif's aiming to sell his stuff and move. That's the place we stopped. You can't miss it. It's got a pine tree on the front lawn. Follow me, Dan. That a big fella. Hold silver. Leaving the livery stable, the Lone Ranger, followed by Dan, raced in the direction of Leif Peters' house, in which he now knew Tonto lay wounded. In the meantime, over in the warehouse, Kent finished tying up Peters. Then, taking a large container of coal oil that was nearby, he poured it over the piles of old, dry lumber which was stored there. Old Leif Peters watched Kent as he went about his nefarious work. Then, realizing that the man actually meant to set the place on fire and leave him to burn, Peters, now thoroughly alarmed, pleaded with Kent to spare his life. Please... Please, Kent. I won't never squeal. Don't leave me here to burn. Shut up. I'll start the fire where I spread the coal oil. All this dry wood will burn like dry... I've never done nothing to you. I don't know why you're doing this, but if you want to burn this place, go ahead. Only don't leave me here. That's good now. By the time the flames are seen, I'll be out of control. I better gag you so you won't get help. No, no, wait. No. <laughs> From a window in the Peters' house, Jug watched the warehouse. He saw the first of the flames. Then he heard a distant yell. Fire! 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 Open the 
Yeah, just about a minute or so. Then I'll finish the engine and saunter over and watch the fire. Hey, what the... Oh, I want to talk to you. Yes, there's Tano on the bus. Oh, so you know him. You're his friends. Well, I'll show you. You'll do what I say. My arm. I want to know who shot that engine. Why I was sent away from here and why you tried to shoot me. Oh, wait, wait, I don't know nothing. That's a lie. No. Who shot him? I don't know. You're going to talk. Oh, wait, wait, I didn't do it. I tell you, I didn't. Who shot him? That it was Kent. Stay there. I'm going to see how badly he's hurt. He's going to be all right. Then how can you tell? He's just whispering to me. Now you start talking. Flames shot through the roof of the flimsy warehouse. The crowd that watched saw the hopelessness of trying to save the building or any of the contents. All our furniture's in there, too. Our house was there, John and all. Yeah, sure as a fire. No use throwing water. It'll be a dead loss. Carnival feigned deep concern over the tragedy. He expressed his sorrow to those who stood to lose their goods. Uh, of course I want to help all I can. Perhaps I can salvage something. I'm going to try, but after all, you put your things there at your own risk, you know. Yeah, I know it, Mr. Carnival. I lose practically everything. Yeah, I guess it's just tough luck. Mr. Carnival, have you any idea how the fire got started? Well, I do have suspicions. Leif Peters made threats to me. The front part. I expect the rear will go soon. Yeah, the rear will go soon. Masked man suddenly dashed into the light of the flames. Hey, who's he? Masked. He's going to the rear of the warehouse. Back of the flaming structure, the masked man reined up sharply. Oh, Silver, hold my Steady there, Silver. He dashed through the unhinged door, grateful for the fact that the breeze and draft blew the flames and smoke toward the front of the warehouse. He saw Peters gagged and tied and only half conscious on the floor. Picking him up bodily, the Lone Ranger rushed out to safety. A moment later, the rest of the roof collapsed. about the end of it. Yeah, it'll burn for a long time. But there'll be nothing more worth watching. That's too bad. Well, folks, I guess there's nothing we can do. When it burns out, we'll try to find the cause. Stand where you are, Connable. You too, Kent. Who are you? Put down those guns. Mass, too. You don't know me, but you know Leif Peters. You bet he does. Peters. Folks, there ain't none of your stuff been destroyed. That ornery buzzard ain't the skin all of us. Yeah, that's a lie. A lie, is it? Well, folks, if you think I ain't telling what's true facts, you follow me out on the barrens. Where there's a shed with all of your valuables in it. How about that, Carnival? No, 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 Carnival no. was going to make you think you'd all lost your stuff. Then he was going to sell it on his own. No, no, I won't stay here. You stay right there. You too, Kent. There's a crook tied up out of my place. You can ask him. He's already squealed and he'll squeal some more. He told that masked man everything. No, no, wait, wait. Let me explain. There's nothing to explain. If we see that shed with our stuff in it, Carnival... That's all we need. Hey, now, wait. Wait a minute. Get that mask man. He's the one we all owe everything to. Go on, get him so we can show we appreciate what he's done. Bye.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. (laughs) 